0: What's up my fellow Scruffy looking Nerf herders, and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today I'm going to be talking about all the plot holes, plot conveniences, and Ex Machinas that are inside of The Last Jedi. There's quite a few so I'm going to go ahead and get into it. If I end up missing any then please comment them down below and I'm sure if you disagree you will be commenting down below as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. The very first thing is when the First Order just pops up they've got three Star Destroyers and they just... They just stop there and they mention oh they're in the middle of fleeing but yet no one decides to shoot at the radis or any of the ships flying up or they don't decide let's send two Star Destroyers over there because the Dreadnought's coming so you have one Star Destroyer and one Dreadnought bombing down on the base. It just none of it makes any sense. And This is it's something that they continue to do where it's like it just everything kind of passes by because the villains are just idiots and that's just terrible, terrible writing and it's just an obvious hole in the logic of what ends up happening and going forward. Then of course Poe flies up all by himself and yet again, they're just watching stuff happening, nothing's going on and Poe just kind of sneaks up. I heard someone say that he, that he didn't really sneak up but he does. <laughs> like No one saw him coming, no one tried to shoot at him. Right as he appears up, someone says, oh there's a single, single fighter pilot coming in. Not to mention the fact that They don't know hundred percent sure that the first order is coming up yet. They already had a plan put in place to be able to destroy the first order or to attack the first order with the bombers and also attacking a dreadnought, which they didn't know was going to come either, but that's getting a little too far too. But Poe comes in with the X-Wing. He's the only X-Wing pilot. We know from comics we've seen in the prior um, movie that he's got his own black squadron. They're dedicated to Poe. They just helped destroy Starkiller Base. Why would they not be assisting? Like Everything we've seen from them says that they would help no no matter what. Then the fact that they have to bring in these new bombers that we haven't seen before. And yes, I know Cobalt, Cobalt Squadron, the novel, says why they weren't there. But they're added in and used in basically a suicide bombing type way. In that they're sent off and they're too slow to do anything. They're clearly not built well enough to even protect themselves. One TIE flying into a ship full of bombs just explodes and ends up destroying all of the other ships. Just one thing happens and it destroys all of them. So terribly built, so terribly done. And all this is supposed to be is just a distraction. So why send the slowest moving ships anyone's ever seen in Star Wars? Why not just send all the X-Wings? Like I said because when they went to go to Starkiller Base, they sent the X-Wings, and the X-Wings were making bombing runs over Starkiller Base, and Starkiller Base is much, much larger than the Dreadnought, which they didn't know was coming. (laughs) But even in that case, if you even considered Starkiller Base could be destroyed, why not send Black Squadron and just do a bombing run on top of the ship? I mean, it's much safer, less likely that people are going to die, and they're able to move much faster and not just be picked apart. Because the Ties are just swarming them the second they get anywhere near. And then in all of this, the Dreadnought fires like once or twice on the base. Never attempts to fire at the ships that are already fleeing. Even though if you're knocking off the ships up here, then you can buy time as the next ships begin to fly up and then knock them down. But no, we're not worried about that. We don't send Ties down that area. It's just the whole thing is just an utter just... It just makes no sense at all. There's so many little issues you could pick through it forever. One, again, Paige, the only one left, of course, is trying to drop the bombs and pose like, why haven't you dropped your load yet? And then they go over and just, the, the guy's just, he's he's unconscious for no, for no reason. And it's not because they've been hit, because just after that, when she realizes that happens, then it shows the driver and then the his cockpit is uh, run into or shot at, and it blows up. But before this, the guy holding the thing, just he just collapses because plot reasons, because we needed an emotional moment to happen, because, just because. There's not really any explanation for it. Then, skip past that, and Snoke's furious with Hux, and then later we find out that he had no idea about the tracker. This is the Supreme Leader of the First Order, that's leading this entire fleet. He seems to always know what's going on. He's super strong. Force powerful. And he just has no clue about the newest tech developed by anyone. Like no one else knows this tech's been developed. He's developed it. Or his people have developed it. and No, one, no one's told him. I mean Hux is uh, as much of a suck up as anyone could ever be. He's always trying to one up Kylo and impress Snoke. If they develop some new tech. The first thing he's doing is going to Snoke. try to brag about it but this case it does it why because ryan just wants to do a hilarious scene where he slams hucks down and spins him around it just it it, it makes no sense (laughs) it makes zero sense not to mention a little bit later rose knows about this stuff but no snoke snoke he he doesn't know then we go to just the terrible stuff with luke and first off luke's in jedi ropes now you might say that's not a plot hole but that's because you're thinking about the force awakens which he was in that which is is very true and it's because jj had a different idea for what luke would be over ryan but he's in jedi robes but yet he's cut himself off from the force and wants the jedi to end why is he just wandering around in jedi robes if you don't think this is just a plot hole then why did he go and change to the little fishing outfit right after that why why didn't he wear that the whole movie the reason why he didn't was the only reason he was wearing it here was because Ryan couldn't just blatantly switch this up or else he would have. But it's a, it's a plot hole when someone's cut off from the Jedi wants the Jedi in. He's cut himself off from the force, but yeah, he's just, he's just hanging out in his Jedi robes for no reason, which is why immediately it shows him just folding them up. Then he talks to Ray and he went to an unfindable location he's like why do you think I came here I didn't come here for someone to find me yet there's a map left out over for him it just it it makes no sense now when the radish jumps light speed and they come out and they come out in the middle of nowhere they just they just set random coordinates they didn't want to go to a certain location they and then they just happen to go in an area that's pretty dang close to an old rebel base on crates yet Leia didn't know it was there. Leia was the one that found it with Holdo in the book, Princess Leia, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. And she found it, and this is when she found it and her father, Bell Organa, was leading it. And this is how she found out that the rebellion was even a thing and found out that her father was leading it. This is a very key, big moment in her life. This is also the first guy that she kind of fell in love with sorry spoilers but first guy that she kind of fell in love with that's where he died was right off crate so all these things happened. yet she just doesn't She just it doesn't matter i'm just going to jump in a random location that happens to be right near crate but i'm not going to know crates there we're not going to head there we're not going to head in a direction when the first thing it says what do we do next is try to find a base just details all the things crate ends up being why not just jump there because then ryan couldn't have his stupid little plot that he has of this cat and mouse chase that just makes absolutely no sense so then Kylo and them are beginning to attack the ship and Poe's running and Poe looks at BB-8 and says BB-8 get to the ship and go ahead and start it but that doesn't happen BB-8 it shows bb 8 speed off and then when it cuts to it and everything's getting shot at and blowing up you just see BB-8 just standing there he never tried to get in the ship. Why didn't he try to get in the ship? Because then BB-8's destroyed and they can't have that. So why not just not say BB-8, get to the ship? No one would have thought any different if Poe and BB-8 were running right next to each other trying to get there. No one would be like, oh, BB-8 could have gone faster. Like maybe some people would have said that. But instead you say go get in the ship and start it up. And then BB-8's just sitting there. And then it shows Poe running up and Poe actually catches up to him and BB-8's just right there it just it makes no sense so then the next thing we have is leia obviously getting just blown out into space now a lot of people discuss a lot of reasons why there's no way she can survive this it's the same reason i didn't make really a comment about the bombs dropping out is there's a lot of arguments on both sides and i'll be honest i don't know all the scientific stuff that's not my expertise so i'm not going to comment on that. People down below can discuss whether or not that's a plot hole that she was even able to survive or how she would have been, you know, sent out the speed at which she's flying out versus the ship moving is all these things not my thing, so I'm not going to comment on much. But I do know when she gets brought back in and she's at the door, the fact that they just open the door and bring her in like they they would have been pulled out everyone would have, but they just kind of skip over that. Now, the infinite number of plot holes slash plot conveniences to be able to make this idea that Ryan had for the stupid for the worst most unexciting part of Star Wars ever created in history all of the things he had to write in to be able to make this even be somewhat believable if you if you just want to accept what he's doing is that the Raddus is lighter and faster now that's never been true in Star Wars before. The first thing we see in Star Wars is the Tantive IV flying away from the Star Destroyer and it gets chased down. Now it's lighter, it should be faster. And then we have in Empire Strikes Back, the Millennium Falcon has to hide on the Destroyer and then has to go and sneak off with the trash because it can't get away, because it can't jump to hyperspeed, now light speed. So the Millennium Falcon, which is known for being fast, and for smuggling and getting away can't outrun star destroyers but now because ryan doesn't know star wars or care about what you know goes on in star wars now the Radis is faster but 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 (laughs) let's listen that that plot holes there but no no not only can they outrun it but they can only outrun it just enough like it's not you know they're running five miles an hour faster and then or whatever, 10, 20 miles an hour faster, and they don't pull away ever. They're always the same day. It's just like they're a quarter <laughs> a quarter mile an hour faster while this two day race or chase with each other happens. Then we add in the plot convenience of all of a sudden fuel matters. Fuel matters now. It's never mattered before. It's never been a part, but we, we need to make that to be a part because then that you know then then we have to be in the situation it's just all these little additional things that just don't really make any sense at all then you add that they're far far enough away that the weapons can't do anything this is the largest ship we've ever seen the supremacy is by far the largest ship we've ever seen um it can't catch up neither can the star destroyers and there's not enough weapons to wear down the shield. And then they the way they say it is if they were closer, they could, but it's in space. Why are the lasers slowing down over time? That makes no sense. There shouldn't be anything to slow them down. Like even, as I said earlier, I don't know, I'm not good at science, but I know that. Like I know that's something that exists. Then we go into the many ways that this can be solved, but it's just not. So Kylo and them head out there. They're clearly doing some serious damage to the Radus. But Leia says to Akbar to try to get away because then they'll be far enough away from the Destroyers and the TIEs will have to go back. Why why would they have to go back? Because they can't be protected by the Star Short. They're not even getting, they're not even getting hurt. And who, what does the First Order care about? Like they've got tons of TIEs. Send out 30, 40 of them. And you've got Kylo, or you've got a Force-sensitive that's the blood of Vader and Han, some of the best pilots ever, and you're not going to let him handle things? Like, they're clearly doing damage, and there's no X-Wings coming out because he blew up all of their ships. So what then is, why are you continuing, why are you pulling them back? You have to pull them back because you've just shown that Kylo's done a lot of damage. And then the other TIEs blew up the bridge. So you had to pull them back because then people would start to be like, well, why not the TIEs just keep attacking? But because Leia says, and then Huck says later, oh, you gotta pull back because we can't protect you. And you just accept it. As if stormtroopers have never been there strictly to be able to be just cannon fodder that just dies off whenever needed. So that's an issue. Then why not the First Order just you know jump forward and then come back? That solves it or why not take smaller ships and try to board it you take a, a bunch of ships you board them and then you shut off anything that's going on with you know shut off their take over, take control or killing a bunch of people or you know whatever it's something why not if you're laying them getting a bunch of transports or other ships And just fly off in different directions. Or you got multiple ships at the beginning. Everyone just jumped to a different location. Now. There's no reason that this can't be done. But they have to stay in this. And if you say. Oh but they don't know whether or not they could be tracked in multiple locations. Well they sent Finn and Rose off. And there was never any mention or worry about that being tracked. So it works. And they did it. So why didn't they do it here? Uh, It just. All of it just makes no sense. Then when Holdo is named to be the head, she's named and then Poe comes up to talk to her and she knows about him being demoted. Now, how is this? If you watch when Leia slaps Poe and demotes him, they're by themselves. They're off on the side. There's no one really around and they're on the bridge. So she's trying, she slaps him, tries to demote him or demotes him but no one's around and then immediately when they get back they find out they're being tracked and they go into defense mode and then everyone else on the bridge is basically killed holdo was it holdo was nowhere to be seen so how does she all of a sudden how does she know about this was there someone that was so focused on what was going like just trying to make sure anything <laughs> demotions or anything like that was made sure it passed along like it just doesn't quite make sense it just it doesn't it doesn't hold up when you look at it there's no way that she would be able to know that this was a the case then we have rose the the sadist who's sitting around and just stunning people and electrocuting them because they're trying to get away and be free so she's taking away their choice and their freedom to decide to do what they want to do yet later the evil people in canto bite we gotta stop this, this is terrible, because they're doing the same thing to animals. And it, it's, a, it's, it's awful. It is a little, little, little bit of a conflict there, a little bit of an issue. Then, as I mentioned a little bit before, Poe mentions the tracking. Now, Leia doesn't know about the tracking, Snoke didn't know about the tracking. None of the other people that were, you know, the heads of the resistance know about the tracking, but she knows about it. She's got ideas. She understands what's going on. Not only that, she understands that the A-class security to get inside of it. She understands that they can use a breaker. She understands that it takes six minutes between. How does she know all of this stuff? How does she know all the little minute details that go into how the first order runs? She's a random mechanic in the resistance. It makes no sense. And if you try to say, oh, well, later she mentions that on Canto Bite that her people were kind of attacked and they used the weapons on them. Yeah, OK, well, everybody's talking about uh, Russia now, so let's use them. Russia comes in and attacks, attacks where I live and destroys everything. Does that mean I'm going to know all of the minute details of how they work as an army, how their ships work, how the breaker systems are set up? You know, how long if I shut off a breaker it's going to last on the ship? I'm not going to know any of these things. No one would. And then, of course, Finn, of course, mopped that area. Of course he did. Now, later we see that right by the breakers is the actual tracking thing. and He said he mopped the breaker room, but he didn't see a tracker. Now, I can pass this off as, you know, maybe he just didn't know what it was. But it's just, it's all convenient. It's so convenient. He he was on the Ravager. That was able to free Poe. They need to go on Starkiller Base. He had done sanitation on that and knew how to go in there. And now, oh, he's done sanitation on the Supremacy as well. He's just—he's everywhere, isn't he? It's all perfectly convenient. Then the, Rose gets mad at Finn and says that Finn's trying to explain what he's doing. He's trying to go save Ray, who he cares about. We'll say love. And Rose says, you're just being selfish. You're a traitor and selfish and then the end of the movie she she says we save who we love and we don't attack those that we hate that's how we win that's what, exactly what finn was doing here uh, <laughs> i just it, it, the this the script is just it's an utter never ending joke now then we go to it said that the tracker must be on the main ship now The main ship, they they start off and they actually say destroyer. But then when they're talking to Poe, they pull up the blueprint for the supremacy. How do they have the blueprint for the supremacy? We had to have a whole movie explaining how everyone gave their lives to get the blueprint to the Death Star. And now we have Snoke's ship and we never knew where Snoke was or how to find him or how to get to him. But yet we have the blueprint for his ship somehow. And inside the blueprint for the ship, it shows where the tracker's at. Yeah, they didn't know a tracker was there, but now they can pull up the blueprint to the largest ship ever in history and can be able to to detect right where the tracker's at. Uh, How? How is this possible? It just, it doesn't make any sense. And then, so they're talking about the Supremacy is where the tracker's at. But the Supremacy wasn't at Dakar at the initial attack. It was another Star Destroyer. So, how is the tracker on the Supremacy that wasn't there but was able to track the radius. Uh, the only uh, just uh, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all now we go to let's can you know further make it harder one so they can only use two code there's only two code breakers maz can't do it and then there's just only this other code breaker of course there's only one other person that can be able to do this and you have the stupid lines with Maz or whatever. Every other time in Star Wars, no matter where they're at, a droid's able to break in. The droid gets them through, no matter where it's at, with Bespin on the Death Star. There's always a droid that can be able to get them in. Yes, yeah, sometimes R2 fails and he gets, you know, rejected. But why do they now need to find a code breaker, which is a slicer in Star Wars? But whatever. Why is that the case now? because they need to make some random trip they couldn't like it just it sets up an entire pointless storyline. Yes, I know ultimately it's not pointless because if they didn't get him and they didn't get over here and all oh, these other things but like yeah, of course it ended up it's not pointless because to some extent Ryan can connect something but there was no real need to head there to begin with. You could have just used a droid. Now we go back to on uh, Oct 2, and Luke is going to train Ray. Now he walks up there with a little leaf thing in his hand, and Ray does the stupid little <laughs> kind of thing. And he's you know tickling her hand and then slaps it and he just tosses it away. Now this is maybe nitpicky, but I hate this scene so much. I'm bringing it up because there's no reason for him to have a leaf there. He didn't grab it off of a tree on the way up there. There's no trees. There's not even trees on the island that we see that would hold that type of leaf, but he happens to have that leaf and he just carries it up there, and he uses it to tickle her finger. But yet he didn't know that she was gonna stick her hand out and him to be able to tickle it. So why did he have the leaf? And he didn't have it for another reason, because right after tickling it and slapping it, he tosses it away. It's it's just there for some stupid gag, that Ryan thinks is funny and it's not. It just it's so so stupid. All right. Then when they get there, first off, they fly away and the First Order never notices. I mentioned already that Rose and Finn fly away. No one notices, but yet they don't then decide, oh, that's probably the best idea for being able to get away. Then they start to lead up. Rose first says that she she didn't know, she had heard stories, that, that she had heard stories about what happened at Canto Bike. But yeah, later she's going to tell us everything about Canto Bite. She knows it all, but she only heard stories. Why does this person, that's a random mechanic, in the resistance, know everything? I've done videos on why Canto Bite pisses people off and stuff like that, and you know, it just doesn't, it's, it's, an, it's an utter screw up from every moment of this. But she says she only knows stories, then she's gonna talk to everybody like she knows everything. Like, oh, she's there. She wants to watch the Favier, she's so excited to watch the Favier, she runs out there, but then she's like, oh yeah, if it looks cool, maybe you should look a little bit closer. How do you know? You've never even seen a Favier. You've never even seen a Favier race. You've never been a Kano Bike. You've just heard stories, but yet you know, and you're going to tell everybody. And you said the only way that you can ever make money in this place is to be able to, uh, sell weapons. Oh really? So, uh, not fuel, which is clearly something that could have been beneficial to the resistance. What about banking? What about real estate? What about owning these casinos? Is the only way you can make money selling weapons or is this just some kind of stupid idea that freaking Ryan Johnson tried to put in the movie because it just makes no sense. There's so many holes fall into this whole thing. So then even before that, they crash on the beach. You're you're trying to secretly get in there and find a codebreaker. You couldn't you couldn't park it decently? I mean there's a grass location right, right next to it. You couldn't park it and then get in there? This is all a setup just so they end up getting arrested. Which then, when they go and get arrested, what ends up happening? They end up getting put into a jail that happens to have somebody that can be a code breaker. That not only can be a codebreaker and do what Moss said no one else is able to do, even though a droid should be able to do it. No one else could be able to do it. And then he is able to break them out and then steals a ship to rescue them later. Even though they said, he said he came in there to sleep. So he's there to sleep and they woke him up. <clears throat> but he, he was wanting to sleep. He offered a job. They said no. Why didn't he just go back to sleep? But he decides to break out them because the plot needed it. And then even though they said no, we don't want to help you. And they don't exactly look like they got a lot of money. And even though the First Order is a really big issue and a lot of people there really likely that you're going to get caught, but he decides to go and save them and basically kind of force himself into the ability to help them. Why? None of of this makes sense. There's so many plot conveniences, so many little just stupid little things that should never be the case if if logic he doesn't want to join so why is he going out of his way to try to help out the resistance here against the first order someone that doesn't want to join and wants to stay out of this whole thing going on where he says it's just a machine you know get out don't join so why are you joining when you don't you're not it's not like they had here's a whole bunch of money we have a blank check from leo argana you here take that and then he's like well for that yeah i'll take my chances But no, he doesn't even know if he's going to get paid. Like, and they told him no earlier, but yet he's going to save them. Then one of the things that begins to happen in this movie is all of a sudden now, the resistance is rebels. The guy on the medical frigate begins to get shot and he goes, Godspeed rebels, which is what something Holdo says later, which is a little bit later when Finn and them get captured stormtrooper goes rebel scum and then later finn says i'm rebel scum and then even Snoke refers to them as rebels at one point in the throne room while talking to ray and then later refers to them as a resistance (coughs) it's just it doesn't make sense like they can't even keep the name of the people in order they're not rebels they're the resistance. They've been called the resistance for six years now. There hasn't been rebels for 30 years. Why are all these people calling them rebels? Most of these people weren't even alive when the rebels existed. Like that doesn't make sense. That's like there being another name for dog that was used a hundred years ago. And all of a sudden, I just, people just start calling the dog something else you're like, well, wait a minute. Why is everyone, not one person, why is everyone just randomly calling this dog this now when it's always been dog? We've never even known that phrase to be used for these people ever. And then it flips back and forth. It's just, it's just terrible, terrible writing. So on Canto Bite, we have them trying to free the Faviers. Now, a lot of issues with this. Now, one, they're trying to hurry. Earlier... Finch just trying to you know enjoy what's going on in Cantabite and Rose trying to hurry up pulls him away but then she goes and runs off to see the Faviers and then she tries to give them a speech about why it's a bad thing and these people are terrible so she doesn't need to rush anymore because she needs to preach but then when they escape they of course don't free the kids they only free the Faviers which the kids help them out and the cops are there and you clearly see the kid yelling, woo, let's go, whatever. The kid's gonna get in trouble. I mean, you didn't think, hey kid, let's hop you on a Favier as well. Let's use the kid. Let's bring the kid if we care. Of course, we know Rose doesn't really care because she, she electrocutes people left and right. So I guess she's just you know an animal rights person, but yet screw humans. Forget now, humans are terrible and a waste of time. Then, so we're, we're going to free the five years. Okay, that sounds great. Um, you're already in trouble for a parking violation, and now you're going to destroy an entire town and casino. And that's not going to cause more trouble and slow you down more? Then, if you go back to The Phantom Menace, Anakin, Shmi couldn't be taken because the slaves were given a tracker in their head, and if they tried to get away, they'd blow up. That's on Tatooine with poor people like Watto, but yeah, this is the wealthiest place in anywhere, and there's not some kind of tracker or some kind of thing that stops them when they start to get away that they'll blow up. Nothing. There's no trackers on these horses five years that are, bake people a lot of money with racing and betting. These would be very important to wealthy people. Yeah, nah, they don't. No tracking, no nothing. Not, not, not to mention that they've got slave kids watching it. If they're, if they're, you know, capitalism's terrible. The goal of capitalism is the explanation is they want to save as much money as possible to make their profits higher. So, because they don't understand, they say, "Oh, they're using slave children." Well, you gotta feed children. You got you got to do a lot of things to take care of children. Why not get droids? Everywhere else they use droids. Why not use droids here? It would be cheaper in the long run. They're probably stronger and can do more. They're never going to revolt and let all the Faviers free like they did here. It's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. So then they're running away, and. There's a pack running, and then Rose and Finn head off this way. And the guy goes, just keep following the pack. Why? There's clearly two people on this Fabier, not on the other ones. You know someone opened the doors to break them free. All of this stuff's just been damaged. They just freed a bunch of Fabiers, which a lot of very wealthy people that are gonna be very angry, and supposedly they're all weapons dealers, so they're probably gonna be pissed and wanting to hurt someone. Yet the police officer is just going to say, no, let's forget them. Let's follow these people. Why not split it up? Why not say, hey, you go this way and I'll go this way. And then to further screw this up, they follow the years all the way out there. And then the ship begins to fly up with DJ and BB-8 and they go, oh, no, they're over there. Let's head that way. (laughs) It was like ryan was like oh crap if they just go that way and then they just fly away people are going to say that they didn't even try to capture them because i said they had to go to jail for a parking ticket but you know now they destroy everything and they're just going to get away scot free well yeah it's still it's still an issue you still screwed it up like <laughs> and just the the whole thing is just so dumb it's just so stupid it makes no sense every time someone gets away so ryan's whole thing is that failure everyone it's it's things fail but they fail you can't even make the villains or the bad guys like respectable it didn't fail because they're just that good it fails because they're utter idiots and then the good guys are just even bigger utter idiots like i mean anyone with so so, they get away and they fly off and then it shows the little ship spin away as they again, we're on a planet where everyone is weapons dealers yet. No one has another ship. No one happens to be a weapons dealer that owns a ship on this planet that everyone's wealthy because they're weapons dealers. And they own five years that are very important and known across the galaxy. It's a very high Standard to have if you have it, you're very much viewed very highly. All of this, and they've destroyed their ca- their town, they've destroyed their casinos. And no one's like, I'm gonna get in that ship that I have that's faster and got a lot of weapons, and I'm gonna go chase them. None of them, they're just, they're just scotch free at the end of it. I mean, it's just it's insanity. So then you go to right going into the dark side cave <clears throat> now. She's, she's lived on a desert planet. How, how does she know how to swim? How, how can she fall into the water? Now, yeah, she doesn't look like she can swim very well. So, okay, we'll say we can buy she makes it onto the ledge to then have the mirror scene, but then it just skips it. How did she get out? She fell down into a hole. So she's not able to get back up the hole. There is an exit out, but that exit out is out into the ocean where the waves are crashing in. Where earlier, when she was looking in, uh, using the force to kinda feel the energy and the balance, she talked about destruction with the waves breaking and killing the eggs from the porks. So we have someone that's never really swam before, can maybe swim some, but definitely shouldn't be talented, but then she's a Mary Sue, so she, she probably is the greatest swimmer ever. She would outrun Aquaman, <clears throat> but she's able to get out swim out and just normal water should be a struggle for someone that doesn't really swim much and or can't really swim and then gets into the ocean which for someone that's not a skilled swimmer or skilled swimmer in the ocean trying to get their way through the tides that are crashing into you and against into the rocks and swim around the island to be able to find one location that she's able to walk up on it but that just ah it just it doesn't happen Then she's discussing with Kylo and she reaches out to kind of, you know, hold hands to Kylo. It's it's so sweet and awesome. Yeah. So stupid. Um, and then she goes to fight Luke because Kylo told her that Luke tried to attack him, but Luke had already said that he didn't. Why does she believe Kylo? She's never seen Luke be aggressive. Yeah. He's not being helpful, but she's not, he's not being aggressive. And everyone that she's met has talked about Luke being this great hero that can save everyone. And he's been nice to her comparatively versus what you see Kylo, who she's seen kill Han, who was someone that she looked up to as a father and strike down Finn, who's someone that she cared about. The two people she cared about most, she's seen Kylo strike down and up until the force thing right before she went to the dark side cave she was still angry at kylo until kylo then said oh no this happened why does she now believe him it just it doesn't make any sense and so i don't be tough to call a plot hole but like just terrible writing this is your strong female character i mean give me a break then in that scene ben in the hut ben pulls down the hut on him and Luke. But Ben Ben's not hurt. Nothing happens to Ben. The younger kid that's clearly not as strong in the force. He pulls it down on himself. And he's able to not only be okay. But get up. Kill a bunch of Jedi's. Which you would imagine would take a little bit of time. And burn down the temple. Before Luke can escape. Because reasons. <laughs> I mean... It just, it makes no sense at all. Now, they end up flying away, and then the Falcon gets there, and Ray just says, uh, oh, fly off to the side, and I'll call you back. Why not have the Falcon fly to the Rattus? Why not say, hey, fly over there, check on Finn, because she still doesn't know, she could imagine Finn's there, because she says to Chewbacca, leave, tell Finn this, and Ryan's too lazy to come up with that. This so He just has Chewie making noise and say, Yeah, that's perfect. Stupid. And first off, Chewie can't talk to Finn. Finn can't understand Chewie. We covered that in the prior. So, how is Chewie going to tell Finn something? I mean, you know, because Finn can probably do it because he can fly now. He couldn't fly before, but he can fly now. So, he can hear Chewie now. He can understand Chewie. He, he learned it in a day. And so now he knows it. Thank you, Ryan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ever considered that to be a plot hole. But what? The, the Falcon is able to hold almost everybody. If they would have flown there, got it. They could have just flown away from that. But no, we don't want to do that. Because again, plot conveniences. We got to figure out a way for this to be able to keep working. Even though... It makes absolutely no sense. So then they're on the elevator, Ray and Kylo, and Ray says that she senses conflict in Kylo. But yet, just after that, Snoke says, I sense no conflict. How is Ray sensing conflict? Which is correct, but Snoke, who's able to do all this stuff, bridge their minds, he could sense everything else going on with Kylo from the very beginning yet here now he can't, but yet Ray can like, it just, it, it makes, it makes zero sense. And we'll just continue on this because Ryan said this was the case in an interview fairly recently where he said that Kylo had planned to kill Snoke before they even went in there. That he had been plotting to kill Snoke and now he just found or saw his opportunity. The problem is, is the way the movie plays out. He brings her with him. There's never really a sign of him having the desire to kill Snoke. And then when they're brought in there and Snoke's telling Ray that he set up the force bond between them. You see a reaction of Kylo. To me, that's when he makes his decision. It seems clear they cut to a reaction shot of Kylo. If you understand movies or movie language tells you if someone says something that cuts to someone and there's a reaction, then that has meaning that had an effect on that character. So logically speaking, the way you screen directed there, the way you set up the camera, The way you cut and edited that shot tells me that's when it happened. So Ryan can't even get his own movie right. It's just, it's just beyond all explanation. Poe then sets up the mutiny. So we'll ignore the fact that Poe and Holdo had gotten into a fight and Holdo had been pulled away. I mean, Poe had been pulled away and then like cuts to them talking and having a civil conversation (coughs) because now she wants to talk to him like what? Well, i it just it makes no sense this <laughs> how, how how did this happen so then he turns around does a and he gets to the uh to the ship and the first thing he does is turn off all the lights to transports why only so that holdo can kick the thing up and put some smoke up in the other people's face so she can show up with the gun which where did she get the gun from where in that skin-tight dress is she carrying a gun? Is it like you know, back up in here? Like, where is it? And it shouldn't grab it off someone else because someone's probably going to say that because it's in the visual dictionary. It's it's her gun. How, how did where where was this gun at? And then within thirty seconds, I timed it. Within thirty seconds, they're breaking down on the door, and you only see Leia. You don't see Leia with Holda there. But in thirty seconds, Leia has. Come out of a coma. Holdo has been able to stun all of the people. Stand There's like four or five of them. Been, been able to stun all of them. Get up to the bridge. Explain to Leia everything that's going on. Break down the door. And then Leia feel like, okay, I know all that's going on well enough to be able to just shoot Poe here. Or they're telepathic, which then goes back to making the sense of how Holdo knew that Poe was demoted. Because there hasn't really been much explanation. But ultimately the only way that it makes any sense. Is for them to be able to just say she can telepathically explain everything with Admiral Holdo. That's, that's the only thing that makes sense. Since Snoke's explaining how this came about. And it's I guess a attempt... To explain why rays a Mary Sue and so powerful. And he says, darkness rises and light to meet it. So the argument is, and he says, I thought it would be Luke. And he's talking about Kylo. So now we're to believe that Kylo is more powerful than Luke. See, Snoke doesn't know that Luke hid and has turned himself off from the Force. But yet, he thinks Luke is going to rise up in power to match Kylo. But instead, Rey did it. This makes zero sense. Absolutely no sense. Wouldn't it make sense? It'd just be logical to say... Just say darkness rises in light to meet it. I told my apprentice that at some point someone would rise in the light to match him. I've had Luke and now he has Ray. Why say you thought it was going to be Luke? It makes anyone that's watching. Yeah, Snoke's probably more powerful than Luke because Ryan Johnson's an idiot. But they're at least comparable. They're more comparable than Luke and Kylo are. It just, it makes no sense. And then right after that, he says, we're going to kill you now. You you said that there's this balance that's going to exist and light's going to rise. Why not just throw her in jail or something? Because you kill her. Now you just got to wait for someone else to rise up and always be looking behind your back. Just lock her in a cell, put her in the things that Dooku put Obi-Wan Kenobi in so she can't Mind trick someone to get out. You know, technically you can still mind trick while you're just being held there. But do something to hold her. And he says, I'm going to go kill Luke. Well, Luke's another powerful force person that is not going to do anything. He's talking about ending it himself. So just let him go. It just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Finn and Rose are going to break in. They need the code breaker because uh, they needed the canto bite scenes. And they get in, they've said the whole time this is the only way in. But yet, once they get in, first order comes in from all other directions. How? If this is the only way in, Finn's mopped this floor. He would know that there's another way in. But now there's just another way in because there needed to be another way in Because they needed to be able to just set up and break this. And to be able to catch them and capture them because everything fails. Because failure. Which ironically was a meta explanation of his script and his movie and his story. Because it was just an absolute complete failure. So you end up finding out of course that DJ turned on him. And so he turned on them and they realized that the transports were cloaked. It shows that they're cloaked and then they start to fire on them. During this time, Snoke's been reading Ray's mind. Reading her mind. And then once he's done reading her mind, he then moves her over to show her, look, the resistance are fleeing and they're being destroyed. Which is because Ryan just wanted to repeat Return of the Jedi, which he does, and it's just so stupid. And it just doesn't make any sense. How does Snoke know? He didn't know that there was a tracker earlier. There, He's clearly not, like, forced mind-reading Hux here, because he didn't know about the tracker before. He's been reading Ray's mind, so he's been busy. And then he just knows it's happening. How does he know that, they're, that this is happening. This They just found this information because DJ just told them. Snoke's busy with Rey and Kylo. And then beyond that, the ships are cloaked. But yet you can see them. I don't think Ryan knows what cloaking is. Someone said, hey, you need to say these ships are cloaked. And Ryan's like, okay, they're cloaked. Make sure they look cool on screen. You idiot. You utter idiot. Cloaked, you can't see it. You can't. You can't see it from a very far off way. If Ray can see it, why couldn't the rest of the First Order see it? Why did DJ then have to turn because you had to have this shock moment like, oh my God, it's just like Lando. Ryan Johnson's so genius. This is art. Give me a freaking break. So, of course, he tries to kill Ray. Kylo and Ray fight and then it ends and Ray's they've been hinting at this parentage thing the whole time now Ky- Ryan said in an interview or they were having a discussion and Luke said Luke Mark Hamill said I kept telling Ryan he needs to worry about the fans and Ryan says no we don't need to think about the fans we just need to make a great movie and so it's like everybody's like, oh, and of course Mark's like, okay, that's not what I meant. You know, I was trying to, you know, stand up for you guys, but y'all are a bunch of idiots. And just like, oh, do you agree? Do you agree? I'm sorry. I know some of you like this movie and I don't want to mock you. I just, I despise it. As long as you're a respectful fan and you ended up enjoying it. I don't know how, but if you did, I don't want to make you like this. But there are definitely some like this that just, they just enjoy the movie and not pay any attention. And just blindly, they're the people that come on here and call me an imbecile and say that, you know, I'm just a stupid fanboy that can't understand art or some dumb stuff like that. If you're not that person and we've had a good discussion, you know, I don't view you as an idiot. I got to clarify that because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings that doesn't deserve it because I understand people like different things. I hate the Phantom Menace. I've had discussion with people that like the Phantom Menace and that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to like what you like. I'm just I'm sick of everybody trying to talk about Empire Strike like this is the new Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back does not have a hundred thousand different plot holes and issues throughout it where everyone everyone's explanation for everything I've been saying is some kind of created thing that headcanon that they create in their mind where they have to rewrite a script or backstory for Ryan's movie to be able to make sense. Like If you can come up with a few ideas for all of these things I'm listing, that's great. Maybe there are a few that can be explained. But if you have to explain so many different things, it becomes a big issue. A lot of people complain because George Lucas set it up where Padme died at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, you got to create some headcanon for that to make sense because Leia in Return of the Jedi says she could remember her mother. Or their mother, I think was how she said it. Yeah, that was a screw up. But I like that's that's one big one. But Ryan's is just like every ten minutes like crap we gotta do something that makes absolutely no sense. But he thinks that makes sense, so it's not even him trying to come up with that. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. He's talked about <laughs> the fans and that none of this, that we don't need to pay attention to the fans. This whole conversation, when I explain this to you, next time you watch it, listen and think about this and tell me this isn't him talking directly to the fans because it makes no sense otherwise. Kylo says, they're talking about her parents, and Kylo says, you know the truth about your parents. She goes, they're nobody. This only makes sense if you consider it as if she knows she's in a movie and she understands what all the fans are expecting. If she said, "Uh, my my parents never loved me, or my parents left me and they were never coming back, or my parents were drunks, or my parents were terrible people. Like, her parents aren't nobody, they're somebody. Whether or not they're famous, your parents are still your parents. They're not nobody. The nobody talk is just Ryan trying to crap or just shove it in the face, spit in the face of whoever liked or cared about the raised parentage thing. I, I was never that in, you know, into it. Like, whatever was the case, that wasn't something I cared about that much. So it didn't bother me, but I understand some people were into it. The biggest issue is you just didn't even try to do anything. But you say you don't try to worry about the fans, but this just proves, along with all of the other stuff, that you're really doing a lot of stuff thinking strictly and only about the fans and trying to spit in their face. Because it makes zero sense In the story that Ray would say, my parents are nobody. And Kylo says something along the lines of like, yeah, you have have no meaning in this story or something like that. Like the whole thing, rewatch it and look at it and tell me he's not talking to the fans. The whole conversation is like, well, why would y'all think that she has a special part in this? Kylo you were saying what girl earlier and then when she caught the lightsaber you're like it is you like you were the ones trying to hint that she was the one that was of some kind of importance Snoke was like if it is true what you tell me about the girl bring her to like y'all were the only one giving her any importance in the story so why now are you saying yeah you're of no importance your family is nobody's like, I can understand it again, Kylo may be saying your family was nobody's. But still, again, it doesn't make sense. Because, just, they're drunks. They sold her. They were never going to return. It just, it's, it's him writing for fans. It's just terrible writing. After saying, I'm not focusing on the fans. You were. This whole thing, it makes zero sense for story. It makes zero sense for writing. It's just terrible. Please, even if you like the movie... Go back and when you watch that, watch that scene and consider that in your head and just let that resonate a little bit and think about this is the type of person writing our our movies. This is the person that decided to write the script. That just bothers me so bad because a lot of people want to say he's truly just trying to spit in everyone's face. And I I agree. It's kind of inarguable on a lot of ways. But then when I saw this, this one just pissed me off. So anyways, I got to stick on the plot holes. I'm going to start ranting about it. And I've already got a rant. I don't need to do a rant. I've lost all train of thought here. Um, Oh, so after that, the next thing that happens is Holdo. Holdo jumps in the hyperspace. Now, again, this is some of the science stuff that a lot of people talked about. That ultimately, if this happened, that it would cause a you know, kind of implosion that would destroy all of the ships completely. No one would survive. But I just say it's a plot convenience. If you think there's a plot hole, please argue it down below. I'm not going to argue it because I can't do it. And I'm not going to argue a point I can't defend. But it's definitely plot convenience in that no one that we care about was hurt. Everyone else survives. Later on, the weapons that the First Order need to be able to take down a door that's not you're unable to break into they happen to have that one piece and it wasn't hurt or messed up when she blew through it with the jumping in the light speed it's just it's so convenient and then <laughs> phasma is standing right over rose and finn about to call for them to be executed then the high, she jumps to light speed everyone else is dead basically but Rose and Finn are fine. How how are they fine? Out of all of this, and then <laughs> it shows Phasma walking up from the other side. Wasn't she right there? What did, did she she magically transport over here? It makes zero sense. <laughs> and then she comes in. She's firing a gun. She got it. And BB Eight does X mocking it and shows up and with an ATST and she's he's firing and it's so stupid that even. Ray, I mean Ray, Rose and Finn are looking at each other like, what? And then next it cuts away and now Faz has got her spike. No gun, spike. And then Rose runs up to shoot. She's our shoot. And then all of a sudden someone's got a turret gun and she's firing, they're firing at Rose. But yet Finn's there, but no one fires at Finn. And then the turret stops firing. BB-8 also stops firing. So that we can have this stupid battle. This fight, which is the reason why Phasma had to no longer have her gun. So that she could fight with the spike. And then they're fighting. And she knocks them off into this hole. And she knocks them and she's looking down. It's like, she's looking down. So she would see whether or not he landed on some kind of thing was lifting up. But yet she turns around like nothing happened because we gotta have another ex machina stupid moment and where Finn's just saved and the ship's destroyed. Everything's burnt. Nothing's really working, but there's a lift that's working and happens to be coming up and happens to be coming up at the right speed, the right time, everything exactly need. That's why I say it's, it's a, it's an ex machina. It's a plot convenience. It's whatever it's, there's an issue with this. Then Phasma turns around and she's got a blaster pistol now. It's just like she can just pull out weapons at any point, which she should be able to, because Holdo can. So why can't Phasma be able to do this as well? Because that that just That's the only thing that would make sense. So she fires out, then Finn pops up and he knocks her down and that's the way that that all goes. So then it shows Leia just standing there. Now, they know the First Order's up there. And they know they're coming after him. But yet Leia wants to just stand there and look out for this shot. Because Ryan, all his decisions are based off of visuals. So there's just a shot of her looking. And then, okay, they're coming. Now let's close the door. What if it wasn't Rose and Finn? Now I know this is just a plot convenience so that you could get Rose and Finn in there and people won't be paying attention and say this is stupid why would you do this like why would you just not shut the door you're safe get in there and start doing what you need to do well i need to look on the horizon let me see what's going on here hmm okay now there's ships coming they're probably pretty close you might want to close the door i think one of them will probably still make it in but yeah now start closing it don't worry about why i need to look outside and see stuff so stupid so of course that happens so that Rosenfinn can make it in. So they make it in. Then as I kind of made a mention to before. <clears throat> the First Order just happens to have the one weapon that would be able to knock down the door. They just happen to have it. And it, it happens to not be destroyed. Even though the Supremacy is cut in half. And multiple Star Destroyers were destroyed. They just they happen to have it. And they happen to have all of these walkers that they needed to be able to get in there. And they happen to be able to organize and get back together and set up to attack on Crate at a really fast pace, even though they should be in utter chaos because many of the higher ups be killed, many of the uh, ships are destroyed, and their supreme leaders down. The new supreme leader Kylo and Hux don't get along very well. Like the fact that this was put together all—it's just you know, this whole ending is <laughs> just chaotic rush of just just failure after failure it just makes zero sense so then bb8 begins to say there's no way out so there's no way out later of course there will be a way out but right now there's no way out so there's no way out what are we going to do um we yelled at poe because he went out with an x wing to distract and got people killed that was a terrible idea and he shouldn't have done it but yeah let's say let's go ahead and do it this time there's zero chance you stop it. We're just trying to slow it down. Which, it's a bunch of stupid speeders that are basically like ants to these walkers. Why would the walkers slow down or stop because of these speeders? They can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. If you're, if you're trying, if your family is being hurt or uh, someone hurt your family and you're trying to get to them to hurt them, and you're heading in their direction and you see 13 ants coming at you, you're gonna slow down a bit. Oh, let's wait till they get by. And Ryan has to write this into the script with Huck saying it. Huck says, should we wait till they come by? (coughs) What? This is a kid that was growing up in the empire. His father was a very well-respected leader his whole life has been military to try to make it like this guy's this stupid is just it's so dumb it's so dumb none of it makes sense so then we're going to send them out even though it completely conflicts with everything the story's been trying to say because it just it's back and forth you know oh we don't need to send people out to be able to rescue people you know we're, it's not worth giving up lives they're just dead heroes and dead heroes are meaningless But oh no, now we need to send them out. Because why? Ryan needs a visual shot again. He needs to have his Hoth with the red flying up. Even though every one of them yet again is killed. Except for the main characters. Because plot conveniences and plot armor. And we're never going to hurt anybody that matters. And then we're going. Finn can fly. Again. He's able to fly. He couldn't fly in The Force Awakens. It was actually kind of a plot point. But now... He can fly, then they're flying, and the ties are attacking and just picking them apart. This is clearly working. They're knocking out all the speeders. The problem is, is they've knocked out all the speeders itself to the point of the people we care about. And so Ron's got to do something because we can't have anything happen to a character we care about. So then the Millennium Falcon shows up. and then they send all of the ties after the Millennium Falcon, which then allows the speeders to continue. Why? And a lot of people are like, oh, because Kylo sees it and he got so worked up. One, that's just stupid, terrible writing. Just dumb. But that's not even the case. Kylo yells and says, get that ship. And then Hux says, everyone after it. Hux is the one that gives the order to tell all the TIEs to fly after it. So it's not because Kylo's angry and he sees his dad's ship. It's because of terrible writing that caused this to happen. An idiot named Ryan Johnson decided to write the worst script ever in history and put it out. And people are trying to explain every single little thing as if it's going to make sense. And then Rey's on the Millennium Falcon, but she took Snoke's ship. Why would you not have, why would you have said that? Why is she not on the ship now? And you can say, oh, she decided to get on the Millennium Falcon. Well, why didn't she have the Millennium Falcon fly? She said she would call Chewie as soon as she needed him, but she didn't. She flew the ship. We know the First Order, I mean, the Resistance needs as many ships as they can. They're trying to get out. Why not use that snuck ship? It's just, she's just randomly in the Falcon now. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Then we have a moment where we can do something meaningful. Even as much as I hated this movie, at this point, I was like, okay, this is great. Finn's going to sacrifice himself, and that's going to mean something. And that's going to be the moment that stops it. So he continues on. Pose says, turn around, because, you know, stupid. And it was stupid for them to go out there, but now it's, you know, whatever. So they all turn. You see everyone turn. You look at the shot. There's one ship headed straight, and all the other ships are turned. You can see it because of the stupid red flying up. First off, how is he not shot? It's one ship now. There's a whole whole bunch of ATM-6s and they they can't do anything. None of these Gorilla Walkers can knock down anything. There's no other ties. No one can shoot him or hit him. And then, again, the guy that can't fly is able to lift up the thing, balance it out, even though he's going through a ray, And then Rose comes flying in and hits him. The stupidest thing ever. How did she catch up? There's no way she caught up. Not only she turned this way and she flew back around this way and then she did this and Finn just stayed straight. (laughs) It defies logic. It makes no sense. Ryan is such an idiot. So then that happens and then they're not killed. They're not killed from the car, from the wreck. Uh, She's more hurt than he is, even though he was the one that was sideswiped. Um, they're not hurt. No one shoots them while they're just standing there. They're the only ones left, but no one no one shoots them. She gives the stupidest speech that confl- completely conflicts with everything else in the movie. Makes zero sense at all, none. Um, but I'm not. That's not what this video is about. So then, so all of these plot holes of them not dying here. And then they're they're able to drag them all the way back, even though you never see it see them again in the shot. Even though Luke's coming out, you see this shot from the view of Kylo's ship looking down. You don't see no one you no one's being dragged, and it's right after Kylo shooting down at Luke and hitting him like a hundred times, and right after that is when you now see Finn pulling Rose in. So he was able to pull her that humongous long distance. Think of how long it took for them to get there on speeders. And now he's dragging this girl and he's able to get her back. (laughs) It's just, it makes absolutely no sense. Luke, just part of that, shows up. He shows up and talks to Leia, but he doesn't tell Leia what he's doing. He's setting up a distraction. Why couldn't he say, hey, I'm about to go out there. I'm about to deal with Kylo. I can't save him. Look, I'm going to give y'all a distraction for y'all to get out. Oh, okay. No, he just they just talk and he heads out there. It has to be Poe who's like, oh, this is a distraction. Why couldn't Luke could come in there and talk? But yet he couldn't say, man, I, this is the whole point of what I'm doing. And then, of course, that's when they have a way out. Oh, yes. Awesome. We have a way out now. We didn't have a way out before, but oh, that was only the schematics for the place. We didn't think about unnatural ones that weren't you know, listed, but now we do. And oh, here's, this is the reason why the crystal foxes are here, which at least they had a meaning to the story. Porgs didn't. And I get that they had to use them because there was puffins on the island. But why were they and the rest of the movie from that point on flying into windows? They're stupid and they were just a gag thing because Ryan's an idiot. Uh, but anyways, I'm sticking with the plot thing. So Luke dies. He stopped doing the... Force thing all the way out. He disappeared, and then shortly after he dies. But yet, Kylo is still able to get in there and hold the dice before they disappear. How are they still there if he's already dead? It makes no sense at all because there had to be an emotional moment. And moments and visuals are more important than things making sense. And then finally, Ray and Poe meet, even though they've already met before they ended up meeting here yet again because why not i mean why not oh i'm sure this is pretty long and that kind of wore me out and made me a little bit annoyed so i'm going to cut it off i look forward to hearing your comments uh thank you for watching this uh man this is annoying please stop trying to say that it's like empire strikes back where it's going to be viewed as some great artistic film. When it's just, it's not. If you liked it, that's fine. That's great. I'm glad you liked it. I I, I you know I wish I could like it. I can't. But, you know, bravo to you. I'm not trying to make you not enjoy the movie. But just please try to stop acting like we don't have a reason to hate it. Or stop trying to act like it's Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is a brilliant, brilliant film stop trying to say last jedi is a brilliant film it's, it's just it's not it's visually cool it's got great sound design there's a few maybe decent ideas but it just it didn't everyone's trying to act like it's the new empire strikes back because it's such a weird terrible screw up that they're just trying to say no no we just can't get it yet in 20 years we'll look back and think it's amazing no we get it i've done tons of videos okay tons of videos on everything to start every little thing that explains why this movie is just not good objectively it's not good yes you can subjectively like it but just you gotta admit objectively it's not good there's a lot of people that like the prequels and can admit objectively they're not good movies i just enjoy them anyways enough of all this i'm running on some more i need to end um thank you again for watching look forward to hearing all of your thoughts i'm sure it'll be an enjoying comment thread of a lot of hatred as well as a lot of good stuff please keep it respectful we will have as much discussion with you as possible on why you your your head cannon to make this work i love to hear it but just keep it respectful and we'll keep it respectful and if you like the movie or you hate the movie and you're one of my pe- you're one of the people that follow my videos and talk just keep it respectful as well um you know let's just keep it respectful that's all i ask Again, thank you guys for watching. I'll post some videos up here. I'll post a link to my T Public page uh, down below where I also have my Fire Ryan Johnson and The Last Ryan Johnson movie t shirts if you would like to get those and show your distaste and hatred for just a terrible screenwriter. Terrible, terrible screenwriter. But, anyways, I close it off here. Thank you guys for watching. And never forget, you nerf herders. I love you.